many are getting rich, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kodipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Overcomers Nation. 2023, the promised land. Help me appreciate God who is the owner and builder of this church. Hallelujah. Let's also appreciate our Father, Reverend Okronipa. Praise the Lord. It is testimony time and our first testifier says, Chronic heaviness in head disappeared. This, ha- this happened during the miracle service. God Liva Alangyam is my name. For a long time now, I've been battling heaviness in my head. The heaviness has been, has been on and off, but, be, but became severe last week. That's the first week of February. It was so terrible that I was admitted to a hospital and couldn't go to work the whole week. My condition wasn't any better after I was discharged from the hospital. As the problem continued, on Sunday, 5th February, I joined the ONC Miracle Service, still experienced the heaviness. The prophet of God, Reverend Okronipa, walked up to me during his ministration that glorious evening and prayed for me. The heaviness vanished, hallelujah, and instantly I felt lighter. Thank God. Hallelujah. Let's appreciate God for this healing. Hallelujah. She says, thank you, Reverend Okronipa. You are a blessing. The next one says, I had an encounter after visiting ONC on the 9th of February. Sandra is my name. I want to testify of how God visited me and touched me with his healing power. I attended the first fruit service on Sunday, 5th February, after I was invited by Sister Anita, a member of ONC. After the service, I went for a surgery. It was my second surgery. Something I had never experienced before happened to me while at the hospital, and I know my presence in ONC stirred up this encounter. While on the hospital bed, I was in the process of regaining consciousness when the doctor kept interacting with me. He called me, asking how I was doing, and I responded to his questions. After the interaction with the doctor, I was so dazed as I had not fully regained consciousness yet. Suddenly, I started declaring, Overcomers Nation, Overcomers Nation, Overcomers Nation. Just then, I began to worship in our local dialect 
and kept declaring, I am healed in the mighty name of Jesus. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Strangely, I noticed my voice was loud and echoed as if I was using a microphone. Even though I was still dazed, I could hear myself clearly and I sensed that the hand of God was upon the hospital. At that moment, I uttered, Tell my daughter to worship me. And I recognized the voice wasn't mine. When I finally gained consciousness after that experience, I rested and began to weep. Hallelujah. I know this isn't ordinary. Thank you, Jesus, for such an encounter. Praise the Lord. Somebody appreciate God for this beautiful testimony. Our next one says, I got healed through ONC Soul Winning Track. Everything that has Reverend Okonipe's picture on it produces miracles. Abigail Ankoma is my name, and I testify of the Lord's healing by the use of ONC Soul Winning Track. I was asked by my mom to go shopping with my little cousin for some Christmas items. Whilst on the errand, I began to suffer an unbearable rib pain, but managed to get all the stuff for the kids and started our journey back home from town. On our way home in the car, I wished I had a mantle by Reverend Ukonipa to apply on my rib because it seems to be getting worse. While in a dilemma, in a dilemma the Holy Spirit reminded me of the soul-winning track in my bag, which I usually pick when stepping out to share. I picked, applied it on my ribs, and people of God, the pain began to disappear gradually at that instant. I took in communion wine when I got home. As as we have been taught by Reverend Okonipa to seal the healing working which has started through the track. By evening, the pain has disappeared totally. Hallelujah. She says, glory to Jesus. I'm extremely grateful to God for his healing power that located me through the track with our purpose picture on it. God bless you richly, Reverend Okonipa for being a channel of blessing, elevation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It seems you are not happy about this testimony. Our next one says, My seed offering ended labor complication. Richmond is my name. I'm here to bless the name of God of Reverend Okronipa and to thank God for the life of this great man of God. I always receive a rhema on issues on my mind anytime I join Reverend Okonipa's online services. I received a call from my mom one day that my sister who was due for labor was experiencing complications and that the move of God was desperately needed for a miracle. I sent a seed to Reverend Okonipa's ministry right after the call. Trusting God for an intervention. The next call I received was from my sister herself, informing me that informing me that she had given birth to a beautiful baby girl. Hallelujah. 
He says, I'm here to thank God of Reverend Okonipa for this great intervention. Praise the Lord. Please appreciate God for this beautiful testimony. I take our last testimony for this morning. My prophecy manifested speedily and precisely as declared by the prophet of God. My name is Kweku Ajabin. Reverend Okronipa gave me a prophetic word about how God was going to prophetically push my business in December 2022. He boldly declared about Xylem, my company, that a railway project would be coming mine will be coming from China to boost my business. As prophesied by Reverend Okonipa, a man approached me linking me to this manifestation and this happened in the same month of December. Hallelujah. He says, Glory to God. Thank you so much, Reverend, for being a channel for my upliftment. Hallelujah. Somebody appreciate God for all these testimonies. And I want you to expect a miracle as a man of God comes. Hallelujah. Amen. Anoint these lips of clay. Let them minister your oracles. Let wisdom come to your children. Let our lives never be the same again. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Somebody shout a big amen. Give a clap offering to the Lord. Can you take your seat in the presence of God? God bless you all, choir, instrumentalists, uh, media, technical, ushers, pastors. I want to say God bless you, heart warmers, protocol, uh, the sanitation team. God bless you so, so, so much for all that you are doing to ensure that the work of God is going on. The soul winning team come and see soul winning campaign every Saturday. God bless you. And even the individuals who have been doing your own personal visitations and reaching out to people, I want to say God richly bless you. There's a lot of echo in my voice. God richly bless you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And may God continue to honor you and may God continue to elevate you. May God continue to elevate you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. We give God all the glory. You know, as I came to stand here this morning and I was looking at how beautiful you are looking, how awesome you, how awesomely you have been dressed, one thing I could think about was that uh, I hope all of this thing is not for nothing. And why, do, why did that thought come to mind? It is because one day we are all going to, our destination is not where we are now. One day we are all going to leave this earth. We are all going to leave this world and we are going somewhere. We are going somewhere. Glory to Jesus Christ. There is an eternal kingdom that God has prepared for us. You see, you can be rich on earth, but you may be poor in heaven. The Bible speaks about one particular church in the book of Revelation. And it said that ah, you think you are dressed, but you are naked. You think you are beautifully clothed, but you are naked. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, my desire is that every one of us over here, in as much as we are aspiring for physical outward beauty, we should be lifting or we should be working towards our spiritual relevance, where we are beautiful in the spirit, and where we are also guarded abundance for ourselves in the kingdom of heaven. 
The Bible said, the seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And that is wisdom for me. That is true wisdom. Because when you seek first the kingdom, listen, the kingdom has blessings that it brings to kingdom people. Are you understanding me? The kingdom has certain blessings, certain favors, certain glories that it makes available to anybody who is seeking the kingdom. Now, the blessing of the kingdom is not necessarily the fiscal things. He's saying that the fiscal things shall be added unto it. He did not even mention the kingdom things, the things that are going to be given to you. Remember the Bible said that where you gather in heaven, there is a, a bank in heaven where you can gather your heavenly treasures. Are you understanding me? So, the, the reason why I say that Matthew 6.33 is true wisdom is because it gives us double rewards. Double rewards where we are rewarded right here on earth and also in heaven will be rewarded. The Bible said, they that draw many unto righteousness, they shall shine like star, like, like the stars in the firmament forever. They shall shine like stars in the firmament forever. Now, how well are you shining in the spirits? How well are you shining in the spirit? Daniel chapter 12, the verse number 3 will always be available to provide a guide to every child of God. If you are a child of God, as you are looking for an uh, the outward glow, looking for prosperity, looking for the interventions in the various areas of your life, you should also be looking for an impact in the realm of the spirit. Because our true weight is what we are in the spirit. When, remember when God spoke to Samuel, when Samuel was going to anoint David as king in the house of Jesse, he said, a man judged by the outward appearance, but I look into the spirit. If you study the Bible, the word heart and spirit, they are used synonymously. Look at Daniel 12, 3. It says that, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Do you know what the firmament is? The firmament is talking about the sky. It's talking about the heavens. The heavens have a, a certain kind of brightness. And it says that they that shall be wise. Who are the wise ones? Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30 tells us. He that winneth souls is wise. They that be wise, they shall shine. Meaning if you are going to truly shine, it is not about the cars that you have. It's not about the clothes that you are wearing. It's not about the makeup that you are put on. It's about how you are shining in the realm of the spirit. And that shining comes to those who are wise. And who are the wise ones? Those who win souls for Christ. Listen, when you are pulling people for Christ, don't let it be as though it's a special occasion. It is actually how you should be living. Many of us, we leave the house and we are going to work because we think that, no, as responsible men and women, we need to be making a living so that we will be able to support our families and take care of ourselves and, how, you know, just to survive. So that is what looks like how responsibility should be to us. So, we do it normally. It comes to us easily. You can easily rise up, get dressed, and you are going to work because you feel that is how life should be. But I'm showing you that there's another way that we are supposed to live, and it is the kingdom way of living. And the kingdom way of living says that seek first what is the interest of the kingdom. What is the interest of the kingdom? Souls. 
The will of God is that souls will be one. The will of God is that people will be drawn to himself. The Bible tells us in Second Corinthians chapter number 5, you read from the verse number 18, verse number 19, the Bible introduces to us what is called the ministry of reconciliation. And the Bible says that to which God was in Christ, God hid himself in Christ, he placed himself in Christ, reconciling all men unto himself. So your goal in life shouldn't be to get married. Your goal in life shouldn't be to have a house. Your goal in life shouldn't be to have a car. Your goal in life is that you should gather people into Christ. Gather people into the kingdom. That should be your goal in life. And he said, as you make that your goal, the houses, the cars, the marriage, and all those things shall be added unto it. Because he also acknowledges that they are, he says that he knows that you need them. He said, your father in heaven knows that you need them. He knows that you need them. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 32. He said that your father knows that you need them. He said that after these do the Gentiles seek. In other words, is their pursuit of life. Are you listening to me? What are you pursuing in life? What is your goal? When you wake up every morning, what are you driving at? Everybody should have something that they are chasing after. If you don't have anything that you are chasing after, your life is virtually useless. In other words, you, you don't know the direction of your life. What is the purpose of your life? When you wake up in the morning, oh, sorry, I'm not bad. Direction, and what are you doing? What direction are you moving in? What is in your mind as you rise up in the morning, as you step out into the day? What is the purpose of your life? Everybody should have a reason for living. Everybody should have a reason. I don't know, you are no, no more important than a stone. A stone. A stone can just lie where it is and it will not move. But once you have the breath of life in you, you have an ability to think, you have a brain. You can see, you can feel, you, have, you can make choices. There must be something that drives your life every day. There are some people to make a lot of money is what drives them every day. There are some people to build a lot of houses what drives them every day. And you see how zealously they get up in the morning. I know certain entrepreneurs, certain CEOs, business owners, they are not even able to sleep at night because something is driving them to make money. Something is driving them. What is your driving life? What is your purpose? That is, that is the definition of your existence. Why are you in this world? You know, that is why some of us get discouraged by certain things because we are not being driven by the things that should drive us. What is, what is the driving factor of your life? What are you seeking? Look, shoot Matthew chapter 6, verse 32 for me. Let me show you something. This is not my message for the day. This is an inspiration I got. He said, after, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. The word seek over them means that they pursue them. Everybody, even the Gentiles, unbelievers, they have what they are pursuing. They have what they are chasing after. Everybody must have what they are chasing after in life. Nobody exists for nothing. Nobody came here by chance. Remember in the book of Jeremiah chapter number 1, the verse number 5, the, the Bible says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. In other words, we are known. God knows us even before we, we became a cross in the, in the womb of our mother. Listen, every one of us over here, God knew when you were coming. Nobody is a mistake. What did I say? Nobody is a mistake. 
Some of us, because of the kind of family that we were brought up in, so uh, God brought us into, so you think that, ah, Charlie, this is my family. It is not an easy family at all. I think I was a mistake. No, you are not a mistake. You are not a mistake. There's nobody over here who is a, who's a mistake. And when God is doing his things, he gives a purpose to them. He gives a reason for their existence. That, uh, that reason is what's quantified or what you should be chasing after. It quantifies every one of your efforts, every one of your aspirations, every one of your, uh, uh, any effort you make. It should be directed towards this purpose. Why are you alive today? Why are you alive today? Why are you alive today? It's a rhetoric question. <laughs> Amen and amen. Why are you alive today? If somebody should ask you, and I, I, I'm not asking why you are alive in the sense that, oh, God was the one who brought me to life. No, I'm asking for reason. Why were you born? What was the purpose of your coming into the world? Have you discovered that purpose? Today I'm showing you one thing that can direct you towards that. Seeking first the kingdom. Seeking kingdom advancement. Seeking, that is what God brought us into the world to do. To win souls, to touch lives, to touch lives, not just get food to eat. And then we are like animals. Why do animals go hunting? Because they want to survive. If your life is just like, it's just about survival, you have reduced yourself to the level of animal existence. Survival. You have, it, it's a reduction of, but human beings, nimpa, we exist for something higher than just survival. Have you ever seen a dog that has created a, a, a car before? Come on, talk to me. Who created cars? Human beings. Have you seen a monkey that, 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 that built, that has been able to, has been able to uh, produce electricity before? A monkey. Monkey. Adun. Adu. <laughs> no, because their existence, their level is lower than us. If you are a human being, you exist for more than just survival. So your life shouldn't just be based on what I will eat. And even some of us, if, if you are not careful, eh, some of us, the devil just cause us all your, your, your life, your purpose for living is just to get married and have sex. Oh, you see, everyone who is looking like they are spiritual, they are the ones I'm talking about. African, if you miss Tim and Gaza, I mean, I mean, I mean, so, and that also is animal level. No, no, that's also animal level. Are you understanding me? Even have you realized, you see, look, look, let me just look, look at the dog. We barely see puppies who are going to who try to mate with their other female puppies. But as they grow up, the instinct to procreate comes. So that tells us that just reproduction is also just animal level of life. Your life must exist for something that is more important than just fundamental survival and living. That's what I'm trying to point out to you. And it's only kingdom relevance that brings that into your life. Only that. Nothing else brings value to your life than living for the kingdom of God. Nothing else. Oh, I'm telling you, oh, what I'm saying doesn't make sense. 
It makes sense. We've just not thought about it in this direction. And if you are not careful, the way life and trying to exist and survive can drive you. Your whole life will just be based on trying to survive, trying to get food with, trying to get married. Right? And so your prayer topics, hey, yes, the way I preach this in the, our prayer topics, it looks like animal level prayer topics. The other day I went to the house, my house, and I, I went to my uh, bathroom window, and I saw something at the window. Actually, you know, because uh, the bathroom, we try to keep the window open so the place can be aerated, air will be over there. And I saw something over there. A, a bed had come to build this house in my window. I'm telling you, how it got there, it was able to get out and build it, I was amazed. Survival. Survival. Sometimes all your hard work may just be about survival. Glory to Jesus. You know, even in tree, there are different kinds of trees. There's a caffeine tree, a country, a cronipa tree, a fancy tree, everything. In the municipal media, no, no. Yes, it's called a cronipa tree. Uh, very soon, they'll start teaching it in the, in the schools. Get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Child, happy alive. What do you think? <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So, all your sweating, you wake up early. And you go to bed late. It's just animal level. Survival. Survival. Some of us go to school and we are learning and learning and learning. Just because we want to get a good job. Just to get food to eat. It's not animal level. The only thing that can distinguish you. In existence. Is when you are living for the kingdom. He said after these things do the Gentiles seek. Did you know that in the, uh, in the Jewish culture, or not culture per se, but in their language and their speaking, one of the ways they refer to Gentiles is as dogs. How many of us know that? How did you know? Because they are not circumcised. So, so, so they consider the circumcision so precious that they consider all the other human beings who have not been circumcised as dogs. Remember the Canaanite woman who came to Jesus that she wanted the, 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 the child to be healed. What did Jesus say? I cannot give the bread of the children to who? The dogs. He, he was just letting them, It was a language that they used. So they did not have much respect for the Gentiles because they were like, ah, we are the people of God. We are the special people. These other human beings, they have not been, we are the ones, the special ones that God has selected. And so all the other people, they did not respect them. In fact, that is one of the reasons why many people hate Jews. Because Jews, when Jews are in a place, they like to live by themselves. They, they try to separate themselves from the rest of the people. So they try, as much as possible, they, 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 they form families, they try to marry among themselves, they try to do business with themselves. They, you see, they live, why? Because they have a certain concept, and it is rightly so. Maybe one day I'll talk about the Jewish wisdom for financial success. Glory to Jesus Christ. 
Listen, the kingdom must be your priority. The kingdom must be your priority. If the kingdom does not become a priority to you, you will not be living out the full purpose of your humanity. If the kingdom, I'm telling you today, today I came to, I came to talk to a certain group of people. I came to talk to people who think with me. Do you understand me? People who think with me. People who are here to, because they want to learn about life. And they want to learn about how their life should be. Not just people who are just existing and they wake up in the morning and, uh, and then they go through and, and they cry. Then they may be. That's the first thing I think about in the day. Do you know why I'm born in church this morning? It's because they are saying that if I come to church, what will I eat? What will I eat? So, their whole life, that's unborn, no matter how you convince them, say, so for me, by DNA, maybe, how do you, it's so that I'll get something to eat. Or that, I Hallelujah. Oh, and I remember, there are people who are not here. It's not that they don't want to come to church, but their stomach is so important to them. They are not even ready to say, oh, let me fast this morning and give it to God. And give it to God. Are you understanding me? It tells you how human mind thinks. How the natural mind, if, if you leave the natural man, let me tell you, if you leave human beings, Without God coming in, they will become like animals. Why do you think that now? This uh, gayism, lesbianism, all of those things are coming up. They were not there before. It is a destruction of human society. Now, they are, they are coming out with laws that put aside our emotions, put aside human considerations. So, it's only kingdom living. That can give you relevance in life. Real relevance. Not just in life, but in eternity. So day that be wise. Day that be wise. Every day you wake up, what is driving your life? What is your purpose of existence? Those of us who are working, who are running businesses, why are we going to work? What is the purpose of our, 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 our business? Why are we there? Is it just to be able to, be able to amass wealth and make a name for ourselves? Or there's a kingdom ideology behind it. This morning, the Spirit of God just wants me to just encourage somebody. The beauty and the nice dressing and the nice makeup and how handsome you are looking and how beautiful you are looking today shouldn't be just empty. Fill it up with something that comes from above. How do you do that? Soul winning. When you woke up this morning and you even decided to come to church, who did you think about, can I pull somebody to church today? Not because you want the church to be full, but because there's somewhere that their soul needs to get to. It should not be something that should be encouraging you. It should be the way you live. Just like when you wake up, you think about, what am I going to eat? You should think about, who am I, whose life am I going to touch today? Can you imagine? If we're all living this way. Every day we wake up, we are thinking about who are we going to touch today? Whose life am I going to bless today? Who am I going to favor today? You see, if we live that way, when we come to church, there will be no poor person in church. Because somebody will think about you to come and help you. Some of us, God will speak to us about other people. They may not tell us exactly what they are going through. 
But once we have people's hearts are open, I want to help my generation. God will speak to such people. And it will come and be a blessing. It will come and be a blessing. God is lifting us up to a higher dimension of living. Celebrate the Lord right now. Well, 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 well. Last week, we had our first fruit service. Hallelujah. And I want to celebrate every one of you who was able to take that step of faith. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. First fruit is, uh, for me, one of the most difficult kind of messages that even Christians, people with faith, are not able to accept. Why? It's, 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 it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. Because it, it basically talks almost as though uh, you, we are taking all your labor, all your labor over a particular period, or in a particular season, on a particular day, and we are saying that deliver it unto the Lord. Deliver it unto the Lord. And it is not an easy way of thinking that, oh, I've been working for 30 days, I've been working for 20 days in a month, and then they are saying that, they are saying, as though the Bible did not say it, but let me just say it the way it comes to mind, that I should come and give it unto the Lord. No. And then the next question, how am I going to survive? How am I going to survive? You see, and immediately begins to tell us how the mentality that we have, as though we exist or we survive just by our salaries. And that is why many people are not able to see breakthrough in in life, because their mentality is that they are existing or they are surviving by their salaries. This morning, I'm just here to help us a bit in our mind, uh, so that we understand the kingdom way of prosperity. Number two, my objective for today also is for those who are also seed sowers. Those who are who are sowers, who are sowing and they are not seeing changes in their life, they are not seeing changes in their finances, what could be going wrong? Why are their seeds or why are our seeds not producing results? There are certain rules, certain laws that the law of, in fact, for us to sow seeds and for us to give. Any form of giving in biblical terms is called is is, is um, false under seed sowing. It means that you are giving to God or you are giving to somebody who is in need or you are paying your tithe or you are giving your first fruits or you are giving towards the advancement of the kingdom of God or towards the building of the house of God. Uh, anything that you give is a seed that you are sowing. Do you understand me? And it functions by the seed principle of life. Listen to me. Many a times what we think that is a mountain is just our ignorance. There's no mountain anywhere. The challenges that we are going through, which are the mountains that we talk about, they are just, it's just our ignorance. Why? Because the Bible has shown us how we are supposed to survive and to do well in life. There's no mountain anywhere. Every man's ignorance is his mountain. Every man's ignorance is his mountain. Look, I'm using a, a, a tablet over here, and I'm preaching to you from the tablet, and the, my message is on this tablet. But you know I didn't type my message on this tablet. I didn't type it, I typed it on the laptop. But because I had a certain understanding, I, I, I have not have been able to transfer it over here. I could have had this and I'll be wondering, hey, am I supposed to retype everything that I typed on the, on the laptop? You see, so that would have been a challenge to me. And my ignorance it was my mount, would have been my mountain. But you see, in the kingdom of God, your revelation determines the revolution that you experience and that you bring. Your revelation. If you are going to see changes in your life, or you are going to bring changes, you need a revelation. Revelation is what brings elevation. He said, I went up 
by revelation. Revelation is what brings a change in your situation. If you lack revelation on a subject, you will act on it and you will not get any results. In fact, the reason why we are, many people are struggling, many with sicknesses, with financial torments, with emotional, uh, what hurts, what have you, is because they lack revelation. The, what does the Bible say in Zechariah chapter 4, the verse number 6? My people what? perish for what lack of knowledge. Is it Hosea 4, 6? Hosea 4, 6. My people perish for lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge, my people perish. He didn't say another people. He said his people. God literally possessed and owned them. And said, my people, the people who identify with me, who carry my name. So in our day, we call them Christians. Christians. Nyamemma. He said they perish. They are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Ah. How can we be the people of God and yet we are being destroyed? That's the reason why some people end up saying, that, oh, no, I don't believe in God anymore. I'm going to be an atheist. Because the level be the same. They are mentioning saying testimonies and why have I not seen mine? Why have I not seen mine? Am I, am I, am I, am I, am I prophesying to somebody over here? Am I saying somebody's story over here? Ma ba 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 mi hushi. There's no change in value. You see, what you lack is a revelation. Unya intia siebi intia siebi no unya nya ya. Christo sumo unintia siebi uninim dia bia. Oh, unya adin. That was adian. You see, it's important. All of these are different. Intiasie, nimdie, ajini, right? Praise the Lord. <laughs> the rest is in English. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Yeah, if you, if you, these three things are not working, you realize that you just be existing and you not be making any progress. You not be making any problem. Many of us, you know why we are not seeing financial breakthrough? It's not that money doesn't come into our hands. Though. Money comes into our hands, but we don't know what to do with the money. We don't know what to do with the money. Some of us, it's not that we are weak, we are very strong, very hard working. But strategy, you have to find your business. You have to find your business. You have to find your business. You have five years, no change. But sometimes you just need a strategy. You see that, oh, sitting here, baby, I'm and more. Oh, brah. You see, you are doing something to change the situation. Someone will just be going every day, will have energy, will go and go and sit there the whole day. Why? The person lacks a certain kind of wisdom, a certain kind of understanding. My people perish. My people perish. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. I'll put on the it's here at the back of it. Amen and amen. And turn it in a way so that my people will be blessed. <laughs> my people my people are, are hot for lack of easy. <laughs> Amen and amen. Hallelujah. In fact, very soon, we are going to have one, two, three, four, about eight aces all over the place. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So we'll be kind turn it a bit so that it doesn't, you know, we see, see where it pull us. So. Amen and amen. Hi. Somebody can even locate and go and sit in front car. It is allowed today. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Looks like this one is not blowing very well too. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, how do we change our situations? That is what I want to share with you today. Listen, in the kingdom of God, your revelation determines your revolution of setup. The Bible is God's instruction manual for life. Apply it and you will live. Ignore it and you die. The instruction manual for life, if we are going to do all in life, is in the Bible. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. The Bible says that the scriptures make a person wise unto salvation. If we are going to experience salvation, the Bible shows us what we are supposed to do. So if you are going to do well, you are going to be saved, you are going to experience life, you are going to experience death, the scriptures show us what to do. The Bible tells us how we are going to change our situation regarding wealth and increase and greatness. Listen, a man's greatness is not determined by how much he receives, by how much he gives. It is not what you get that determines your greatness. It's your ability to give. Your ability to give. And I'll show you why. I'll explain it to you. Psalm 37, the verse number 25 and 26. Listen to what the psalmist. He said, I have been young and now I am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. He was talking about people who are great in the sight of God. The righteous have not seen them forsaken, nor the children begging for bread. Look at the verse number 26. He is ever merciful and lended. Talking about the righteous. Lending over here is talking about given and his seed is blessed the seed over there is talking about his children not giving seed his children his children are blessed so the generation of the righteous are blessed the generation of the righteous are blessed you see greatness is forgiveness it is not your giving determines how great you are it is not about what you receive no many people receive a lot of things but they are not able to keep it they are not able to keep it some people get a lot of money and they waste a lot of money too they, I, I know people who get a lot of money, but ask for, or they have been working for 10, 20 years. They have not even built a house. And then those who are receiving half their salary, and in five years, they have a house, a structure that has been set up. Listen to me. It's not about how much you get, get but your ability to release. That is what makes you great in the kingdom of God. Psalm 112, the verse number 5. The Bible says, a good man showed favor, and he lended. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Listen, this is, what, in fact, this is one of the things that, that, that trouble some Christians. Some give, but they don't guide their affairs in discretion. They don't, they don't deal wisely. They don't deal justly. I was reading the scripture from, some one, uh, from the NIV. And the Bible said, good will come to him who is generous. So, the showing favor is talking about generosity. I don't know, but as I study the Bible, you realize that the Bible is a book that talks and glorifies givers a lot. Good people in the scriptures are, are givers, are generous people. If God is going to describe you as great and good, it means that you have to have certain characteristics. It is not just merely thinking that you are good or assuming or wishing that you are good. It is about what you do that makes you good. It is not the definition. What you do is the definition of your life. Actions speak better than words. Your life is an expression of your actions. So, what you do, and he said that a good man showed favor, and NIV is telling us that he, he is generous, 
He learns freely and he conducts his affairs with justice. And now the virtue says that he said all goes well for those who are generous, who learn freely and conduct their business fairly. Amplified says that it is well with a man who deals generously and learns, who conducts his affairs with justice. So your greatness is, it, is, it, is, is greatly connected to your giving. Your ability to release. Your ability to release. There are some people all their lives, they never help anybody. They never help anybody. Especially when you see somebody who is very old and nobody at a very old age. And the person is still struggling to fetch water, never having any helpers. Look into the life of that person. Maybe when they were younger, they were not helping anybody. They never took care of anybody's children. So in the day that they needed help, no help was coming. No help was coming. You must be a giver. You must be a giver. Listen, there's nothing that pays more than seed sowing. There's nothing. There's no bank. There's no economic principle in any economic school that can that can that can denounce the principle of sowing and reaping. The law, a Christian, can't, let me tell you something over here. A Christian is not supposed to live by his hard work. A Christian is supposed to live by his giving. Your giving determines your living. The unbelievers and those who are in the world, they, they, they survive by hard work. They labor, they work very hard, or they go to do juju. And this fail eventually. But a Christian is supposed to live by his giving. No bank can offer the returns that giving, uh, giving, uh, giving brings. Hard work asks you, so, but giving multiplies you. Hard work asks you, but giving brings abundance. 10 plus 10 is what? 20. 10 times 10 is what? 100. See the difference. Giving is what brings the multiplication factor. It is that giving, according to the scriptures, brings abundance. It is what the Bible teaches us as the law of seed time and harvest. But the problem of many Christians is that we know how to sow, but we we have not learned how to receive. So today I'm going to share with you some principles about giving, or some principles about the law of seed time and harvest, and how you you can apply it in your life to get 100% guaranteed results. 100% guaranteed results. Glory to Jesus Christ. Listen, we don't work to live or make a living. We give to make a living. Kingdom principles. Everybody look up at me. Look at me. Look at me. Davis, are you looking at me? Your sister. Huh? Amen and amen. Next time we'll do a, a law. Brother and sister will not sit together again. Because of the two of you. <laughs> amen and amen. Here, everybody look at me. As a child of God, the principles of your life should be different from the principles of an unbeliever. We don't come to church as a religion. We come to church as members of a kingdom. And we come to learn how the kingdom operates. Your victory in life is not supposed to function by the principles that unbelievers function with. Somebody who is in the world who does not know God should be different in the way they do things should be different from you. Why? Because you function by the word of God. In your prosperity. Where is your prosperity coming from? 
Where are your open doors coming from? Where is your victory coming from? It should be different from the rest of the world. Listen, our principle of life is different. Look at something I read in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28. It will bless you. It will bless you so much. It helped me a lot many years ago. It said, let him that steals who stole steal no more. Meaning before you came into Christ, you were a thief. And, you were, and can I tell you the truth? There are many people who are stealing not because they are bad people. They are stealing because they want to survive. They are stealing because they want to survive. Oh, it's true. It's true. There are some people, some of them, they have had to kill their conscience to do what they are doing. That's why sometimes before they will go for, they will go for stealing, they smoke and then show that at the end of every four minutes. Hey, 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 hey. At the end want to survive. Many of them, you see, even after they have stolen, go and look at where they stay. Dirty places. Because that, that thing cannot work. It will not help you. It will not help you. Anybody who steals their cases on their head, and those cases are transferable, it will not die with you. When you die, they say that what you have done is so bad, it has to continue to your children. And so if your children don't get to live a life or meet a man of God who can teach them the way to break it, you see that a curse will continue in your family from generation to generation. From generation to generation. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. In the house of the thief. Some of us, the struggle that we are going through is because our forefathers, they stole something. They stole something. Oh, are you understanding me? Yeah. So, he said, let him that steal, stole, steal no more. But rather let him what labor, meaning he should work. Working with his hands, the, the thing which is good, that he may, do, he may have to eat. Read it. He may have to do what? To give to him that needed. So, he's saying that when we are working, the purpose of our working is not so that we will live by it. It's so that we will give. <laughs> salary is a seed. Your salary is a seed. According to this. <laughs> you have not seen this in the Bible before. Eh? Yeah, that's why I'm your pastor. <laughs> hey, are we together? He said, He that stole, still no more. Okay, after me, we have you. It's me, you must have a survival. And so, and so, you see, hey. He said that the purpose of your labor should be so that you get to give. So, a Christian does not live by their hard work. A Christian lives by their giving. Why? Because when you give, God will bless you, and so you live out of the blessing. So, you don't live out of your work, you live out of the blessing. That is how God wants you to live. No, that, that's why we tithe. Let me show you another scripture. Malachi chapter 3. There is no part of my scriptures today, but... The way some of you don't believe me yet, so let me show you more scriptures. <laughs> Malachi chapter 3, the verse number 10. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, we come to, it's a school. The church is a school. The Bible says, bring ye all the tithes into the stores. You see, the tithe is coming from what you have been working. From what you are getting, your salary. That is coming as a result of your labor. So, he said, bring all the tithes into what? The storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, say the Lord, 
if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out what? A blessing. So God is telling you again over here that you are supposed to live by the blessing, not by your labor. A Christian is supposed, is it, is that is why I'm telling you that the way we become rich shouldn't be like the ways of the world. The ways of the world, they'll put in a lot of hard work and then they'll put the, some of them will go and go and take medicine. They'll go and bath and drink certain things and then all of a sudden things start working for them. Some of them use lies and steal it and a whole lot of things to be able to make it. But the Bible says that for the Christian, the blessing of the Lord make it what? Rich. So your riches should come out of the blessing. Your healing should come out of the blessing. Your prosperity should come out of the blessing. A Christian is supposed to live by the blessing. And how do you connect to the blessing? Giving. Are we together? Am I teaching you something over here? Today I came here. I told you I came for a particular group of Because when we come to the house, we should learn how to live. I told you the Bible is what the instruction manual of life. When you live, apply it, you live. When you ignore it, you die. When you ignore it, you die. You want to live. You want to prosper. He said that man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but by everywhere that proceeded out of the mouth of God. God is not saying that you don't live by the natural. You live by the spiritual. The arm of flesh shall fail. Oh, the arm of flesh shall fail. So we, 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 go, we don't work to live or to survive. We, we, we work so that we may get a given, something to give. And we live by what we are given. When you give, God prospers you and you live out of the prosperity. Everything that God gives you is for sowing. Everything that God gives you is for sowing. Even your life, you have to sow it. Look at Jesus' example. God gave him life. He came to sow it. He came to die for our salvation. When you rise up in Christianity, you rise up in faith. You rise up in understanding. In understanding. That's when some of these things begin to come to you. Your life is supposed to be an investment. Everything God gives you is supposed to be given out. That is why even when you are wearing clothes, take care of the clothes very well. As time is going to come, you have to give it to somebody. You have to give it to somebody. Don't wear clothes to the point that they are so torn and destroyed that nobody else can use them after. No. Your life should be always about giving. Because you see, when, you see uh, 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 the blessings of the Lord are like water. And you see, we are like the pipes. When a pipe is blocked, the water becomes stagnant. What happens to stagnant water? What happens to it? So echewo with <laughs> no, that is it. So if it is not flowing, it goes bad. So your life, you should not be, you should not be, you should not be stingy. A good man is generous. You saw the scripture I read to you earlier, Psalm one one two verse five. A good man is a generous man. It's a giver. It's a generous person. There's no room for stinginess in Christianity. In, no, 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 no. There's no room. If you are going to fulfill the fullness of the blessing of the Lord, there's no room for you to be stingy. And the reason you are stingy is because you, are, you don't have faith. 
Because you don't have faith. You think what you have is what is going to cause you to survive. But when you can give, you say that, Lord, my faith is in you. I trust in you. The seed principle remains the foundation of unprecedented breakthroughs for the believer. Genesis 8.22. You see, prayer. And that's what sometimes Christians master. Prayer will give you daily bread. But it is giving that will bring you the abundance. Matthew 6.11. Give us this day our daily bread. Was that my prayer? It was part of the, the prayer that Jesus was teaching them. Now the same Jesus quotes Luke chapter 6 verse 38. What does he say? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. The overflow comes from giving. Prayer will give you what you eat for the day. Because God is faithful. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want you. Give you what you have to eat. So that you don't go hungry. So haven't we realized that God has been taking care of us? But you see, the abundance, the overflow, pressed down, shaking together, running over, is from giving. According to what Jesus said. Give and it shall be returned unto you. Press down, press down, unless you are satisfied with what you have. But some of us, we are not selfish. We want to bless other people. It is not just about what we have to eat. It's not just about what we have for ourselves. We need more because we have, we have to bless more people. Press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Giving is what brings abundance. Giving is what brings abundance. Giving is what brings abundance. So, what are the principles of the law of seed time and harvest time? I want you to write these things down quickly. Write these things down quickly. Number one, the law of seed time says that you don't reap except you sow. You are not allowed to reap if you don't sow. If you are reaping at some a place where you have not sown, you are stealing. Oh, come on. Betu. I know betcha. Uh-huh. You are stealing. So, according to the law of seed time and harvest, you are not permitted to. That's why God said that you are stealing. You are armed robbers. So if you have not sown and you are expecting blessings, you are expecting to receive, and you are even seeing a reception in your life, you are stealing. You are stealing. You are stealing. Galatians 6, 7. Everything I'll tell you, if there's no scripture, don't believe me. Amen. If there's no scripture, somebody was even saying that, you know, so for sure it's in the Bible, let's see whether you watch. Galatians 6, 7. Are we together? Be not what? Deceived. God is not mocked. Is it many of us the reason why we are not giving is because we are deceived? Though? It's deception. It's deception. It, it causes us to see things the way they are not. Said, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sweat, that shall he also reap. So your sowing and your reaping go together. Anything else is, is a deception. God is no mocked. God is no mocked. This is the wisdom of God. He said, don't be deceived. God is no mocked. God is no mocked. Sometimes somebody must give their tithe and then, oh, they went, decide to, oh, take some and then hide some and then do. You are, you are mocking God. But God is no mocked. Anybody who thinks that they can trade God, they are deceiving yourself. 
We have been taught that this is how tithing should be done. Or we have been taught that this is how first fruit should be done. Or you have been taught that this is how prophecy or this is how giving is, or whatever you are supposed to do. And then in your own mind, you just be, oh, yes, yeah, okay, so, so I'll take some of my tithes. You see, I, I'm going to help the poor. So let me go and give some to the orphans. Let me go and give some, and then I'll give a percentage to God. Oh, brother, sister. No, 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 no. Be not deceived. It's deception. But I'm following that down. Wants you to lose a certain blessing. Say, be not deceived. They lift up your right hand. Say, I refuse to be deceived. Say, I refuse to be deceived. Say, be not deceived. God is no more. What a man sows, that shall he reap. When you sow it, when you reap without sowing, you are stealing. Number two principle the law of seed time and harvest forces abundance on the sower, it causes a giver not to lack. There's something, if you don't want to receive, don't give. It is a law. Genesis 8.22 He said as long as the heavens and the earth remain There shall be what seed time and harvest It's a law It's a law It's a law And this law pushes abundance Pushes supply on the giver Even if you are not praying about it The law as a law in itself It begins to bring to you Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24 to 26 The Bible says There is he that scattereth he scattered. Oh, come on. Proverbs eleven twenty four. The seed that scattered, and yet was increased. Look at that. How does that make sense? How can you rather, rather you are increasing? You are increasing. Me, there have been several times I've given all my money that I've had to the things of God. But by the grace of God, I've never lacked. I've never lacked. In fact, if I will say that there's been a season of my life that I've been most blessed, it was when I even quit, resigned my job, and then I started serving the Lord. I started serving the Lord. That is when I started increasing. I started increasing in everything, even now in the body Christ, I started increasing in size. What are you talking about? Am I not looking fine? Hey, sana Moshe. It's true. They see that scatter it. When rather it looks as though I'm losing, because and within the spirit, I've never given out in my life than within the spirit as well. Every year, I keep growing. Ten over, sometimes ten thousands of times more than I gave the previous year. And I keep growing also in that direction. He does scatter it. And yet increases. It is the law of seed time and harvest. It forces prosperity on the, on the giver. It brings it to you. Said there is he that withholded more than his means, and he said it tended to poverty. Listen, those of us who are trying to hold, if you are not careful, poverty will come after you. It's a warning that the Bible is giving us. Why? Look at the verse number twenty-five and twenty-six quickly. There's a, a few things I want to touch on before I go. He said the liberal soul shall be made fat, your fatness, and he and he that watereth shall be watered himself also. Verse twenty-six. Look at that. The liberal soul, the giver, the generous person, he shall be increased. So that he that withhold the corn, the people shall curse him. So there's a curse on stingy people. But blessings shall come upon the head of him that selects it. Listen to me. The law of seed time and harvest says that when you give, you must receive. Jesus said in Luke six thirty-eight, Give and it shall be given unto you. Number three. When you are a sower, you should remember that your future is in your seed. 
The promise is not on the receiving. The promise is on the giving. The blessing does not come to those who receive. The blessing comes to those who give. What you sow today determines what you receive tomorrow. If you have not sown today, tomorrow there's nothing over there. I said there's nothing over there. Oh, my future is going to be bright. What have you done today that will make your future bright? There's nothing in your future if you are not putting anything there today. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself. I, what did I say? Today, I, I, as I was meditating and praying, I came up by a truth today when I tell you, some of you may, may say, may, 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 you don't leave the church, you go outside and come back inside. So I won't tell you today. I won't tell you today. Amen. Because you want to go outside and come back. So you are forcing me to say, hallelujah. The, if you have not done anything about your tomorrow, today, forget about the, the glory of tomorrow. Your, your seed is a prophecy for your future. The promise is not on the receiving, the promise is on the giving. When you are looking at the harvest, you pray for a seed. When you are looking for, maybe you are looking for a breakthrough of 10,000 Ghana cities, stop praying about the breakthrough. Stop praying that, Father, give me the seed that I can sow to bring that breakthrough. The seed that will bring that breakthrough. Because it is the, the promise is in the, is in the seed. Genesis 8.22. So while the earth remains, are we still in the earth? Are we still in the earth? It's a seed time and harvest. And the last verse is that it shall not cease. It shall not stop. So once we are still in the earth, he said that this principle is working. This principle is working. This principle is working. Listen to me. A lot of the things that we are praying for, that God give me this, give me that. What you need is a seed. What did I say? You need a seed. Just recently, one of my daughters in uh, Russia, she recently uh, resigned from a company that she was working in because they were not treating her well. Sometimes you need to have some sense of self-dignity. And Obimansu, who is going to take care of you? Who is going to momo you? Who's going to, even when they momo you, hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, she was going through certain things. I think she was uh, short in a, uh, she had come behind in a rent and a lot of things, a lot of pressure was on her all of a sudden. And she had been praying, God, open the door, give me a new job, Ratoto, Bele, Padana, Eyanko, Ferry, Masuri, Gade, Marciana, Kora, Shushan, Shushan. Deep tones, my God, my God, my God. And so nothing was happening. There was somebody who, who usually helped the Ghanaians over there get jobs. He told the guy, she, well, she, according to her, she had good relations with the guy. The guy said, no, there's nothing new. I'm under pressure right now. So one day she was buffing, and then she heard the Holy Ghost say, it was left in all her life now. It was left in 100 euros. 100 euros. So that is what she was hoping to go and uh, nanny into the Russian money and then use it sort herself out while she's still waiting. And the Holy Ghost told her that when you finish, go and send that money as a seed. So she sent 100 euros. Obia only Juma, the landlord, her fees, a whole lot of things that she needed to survive in Obimansu. And Holy Ghost said that the answer to your prayer is I'll go and send the seed. Me now, I need more. So she sends the seed. 
I got notice of the seat. I was like, what, what, what is this? I, got, I didn't know there was no narration. She had not sent any message to me or to any the church line. So there was nothing. I said, oh, Papa, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Can you imagine? The very next day, somebody called there, update your CV, send this there, do this, do this, increase the amount that you say you collect. Pa, 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 pa. By Friday, she had finished two interviews. Monday, she got, Monday, she went for the last interview. They gave her the job and they told her that next time, put, next time mention a higher figure for the money that you need. They told her that next time she should mention about two or three times what she said she collect from them. You see, what you need is a seed to sow. We've not yet taught, I've not yet finished teaching about the power of a seed. Seed is not just about money. You see, it's because we are so money conscious. That's why we are so, we are, we are entangled by money. And so, when it comes to sowing, it comes to giving, we, are, we feel it. The God of mammon, the spirit of mammon is controlling our hearts. Anybody that you find a lot of pressure on you, whenever you have to give, mammon is talking to you. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Having to realize that the same person who is, he who is feeling so terrible about coming to put on the altar can take that same amount of money and go and buy a phone. Or go and do the hair. Or go and buy a shoe. Or spend on something else. So, why is it that you are feeling that way when it comes to giving to God and you are not feeling that way when it comes to doing spending on yourself? Mammon is a spirit. It controls many people. Even pastors. Even pastors. The only way to break the God of the power of mammon is not prayer. It's by giving. It's by giving. Until I learned to give even when I'm not uncomfortable, I was controlled by money. I was controlled by money. And so I realized that the more it controls me, the more I fight it. And I, what do I do? Giving more. Giving more. Giving more. So it, I, it broke the hold of me. Now there's nothing that God can ask me to do that I, I will not do. Now, because he has proven to me over and over again. Listen, you need to understand. The, the, the principle for your financial breakthrough is not hard work. It's about understanding the covenant way and the covenant way by giving. If anybody tells you any other thing, he's lying. It's not true. It's not true. Me, I was like the way you are right now. So I'll be looking into the Bible. I said, no, there must be another way. There must be another way. For many years, I used to argue with preachers in my mind. When they are preaching and they are sharing and they are teaching about giving, so I'm a sicker, and I'll be saying, no, 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 me try to know the Bible. And I'll be searching and not finding any answers until I found out that this is what God has given us our prosperity. Our prosperity. Apply it and live. Ignore it and die. Ignore it and die. When somebody will tell you something as emphatic that as long as the earth remains, that person must know what he's talking about. Say, it shall not cease. It shall not cease. Look, when you sow, anything you want, sow and leave it. Leave the time to God. Sometimes our time is not God's time. But it will surely work. It will surely work. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1. About cast your bread upon the waters. After many days, what happened? You find it again. Proverbs 20 verse 4. Listen, he said that sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore, he will beg in the harvest and have nothing. 
Are you understanding? Let's take Proverbs 20 verse 4. He said the lazy man, the slugger is a lazy man. He did not plow because he was saying it was cold. He did not sow when he was supposed to sow. When the time came for harvest, he had nothing to harvest. If you don't sow, you will not have any harvest. If you don't sow, you will not have any harvest. And what you sow is what you reap. Some of us, we are reaping below our standard because we didn't sow according to our standard. We decided to cut it short somewhere. And so the blessing also be cut short somewhere. You don't know. It's only one day when you get to heaven and you realize that, ah, this is where I should have been. But because you also cut it off. You see, God, being not deceived, God is not mocked. Don't think that you will not do what God is saying and get what God is, is, is offering. No, 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 no. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. You will not harvest what you have not sown. Be not deceived. Be not deceived. I don't know how the scripture speaking to us. Pray for a seed. If you don't have a seed, you don't have a future. If you don't have a seed, you don't have a future. If you don't have a seed, you don't have a future. If you don't, it is dangerous not to have a seed. What do I say? It is dangerous. Dangerous. Tu comprends? Tu comprends? Elle est dangereux. Tu n'as pas de It is dangerous. It's very serious. Look, go and study the Bible. Even right from Genesis chapter number one, he started instituting seed. And anything he created, he put seed in it because the future of whatever he created, whatever God created, the future of whatever God created is in the seed. Everything God created, he put seed in it because he put future in it. Everything God created, he put seed in it. He created plants, he put seed. He created animals, he put seed. He created human beings, he put seed. Nothing will survive without a seed. Listen to me, I'm teaching you spiritual things. I'm teaching you how to live your life from the Bible. Nothing. Listen, whatever God brings you, there's a seed battle. Don't eat the seed and expect to have a harvest. Are we together? This is a mistake our fathers have made and we are struggling today. You don't want your children to struggle that way. Learn the principles. Learn the principles. Everything has a future in its seed. A seed is a prophecy for future return. That's why, I think it was it last week or last week, uh, Pastor Wisdom, I think in the interview, said, gave a definition for first fruits. I didn't give it that day. But said, one of the definitions of first fruits is a promise of a future harvest. I don't know if you remember, but they were not listening, so they don't remember. It's a promise of a future harvest. So you have not sown any seed, and you are looking for a breakthrough. Listen to me. If you are going to break through in life, in your business, it is seed. It is seed. This is what the unbelievers are doing. This is what some politicians are doing. Ah, some of them, where did they come from? They are going to do certain things. Give certain offerings. Spill some blood. They put something on the altar. And then the demonic spirit started working. Christians have a higher altar. But we are too stingy to use it.
the, the, the thing is out of my budget totally. Hey, they have not done the flow. The carpenters need to come and do the lintel and then create the strap for the flow to be done. I said, oh God, how am I going to get this done? Me too, I don't want to pay rent anymore. I want to have my own apartment or my own house. Because now, landlords and landladies of Ghana, there's a special place of intercession for them. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Hey, that's double the amount to times two. I said, ah, as a I'm a guy this kid, the amount, mommy, if I'm going to give me that. Me, you, me, dinosaur, no, because it's me, you, dinosaur. So now I need that divine intervention. So went for a program at uh, Holy Hill Chapel, uh, Higher Life Breakfast Meeting. I had a seat about 3,000 or close to 3,000. And I said, Lord, I need this anointing in this house. I need to finish this building. I named my seat that this is my seat for my building. I want to place it on the altar. The ushers were trying to say that good in the offering was the master. I went to go and put it over there. Before God and man. And by the time we had finished, so that was somewhere in, breakfast was somewhere in October. So October, November, by December, the building was finished. We had spent over 80,000 Ghana cities. And I don't, up to today, if you ask me where the money came from, I cannot tell you. What, all I know is that any time they need something, money will come. Tiling. The whole, I was not tiling to even roof, uh, from floor. What some people even tile and half with me, I would tile to the top. Name your seat. Name your seat. Name your seat. Many people are losing their harvest because they have not named their seed. Look, have you realized that sometimes you have something in your house and you feel like you have to give it away, but you don't know who to give it to? What's wrong to me, you see? I was a farmer, now so be a DM, because the person I ended there on naming his seed. And it's not putting pressure on you. You see, do you know that some people have cars in garage that they are not using? Your harvest is in somebody's garage right now. You know, you know that you like that guy, but the guy can see, but he cannot talk. You, are you getting me? Are you, are you now seeing the vision over here? You must give that person power to talk. You can see that. I say, there needs to be a release. A woman, a woman are very powerful. Women can take a seat and put somebody's name on it and say, Rakato, Rakato, Sakato, Sakato. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Just this morning, somebody sent me a, 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 a testimony. And the testimony, there was somebody she was looking for favor before. I, I remember night fire, we prayed about this prayer. No, I, I, not everybody should say yes, because some were online, but we were sleeping. Amen, amen, please. So please. If you know your copy, don't say yes. Yeah, you know, you are bound like a vampire. Now the water, the giant. And so she wrote the name of this person. That was Friday night. 
just this or uh, just I think the very next day or so, the person now came and now the person now the person now giving her strategies. Strategies. This is the work. Name your seed. Name your seed. Seeds can produce an amazing harvest. Look at the testimony that was just read today, Richmond from Kumasi. His mother called him that, hey, your sister is in trouble. They said they are going to perform an operation and that there are complications. Pray for your sister. As soon as the court, the, the, the court cut, he took a seed and he sent it to have been uh, overcome his nation. On a, and he named the seed for intervention for his sister. Less than the next call you see was from the sister saying, ah, the baby has come. No complication. Name your seed. Name your seed. Name your seed. Listen, this is our kingdom principles. I'm not teaching you my mind. I'll be giving you a few scriptures very soon. I'm not teaching you my mind. The Lord sent me today to come and teach. You see, I'm taking my time today. I'm taking my time because it must be a part of your life. Just like I showed you that when you wake up, you are thinking about how am I going to eat. You should not be thinking about how am I going to break through. This is how I'm supposed to do it. And learn how to sow until you see the harvest that you are looking for. Glory to Jesus. What does it mean to name your seed? Number one, it means to sow with a particular purpose in mind. What is the reason for your seed? I want 10,000 cities, so I have 10 cities. I'm starting. Father, this seed is because I'm, I need 10,000 cities for my fees. I need 10,000 cities to start that business. And so you sow that seed. I told you when you are praying, don't necessarily be praying for the harvest. Because harvest responds to seed. Harvest responds to what? Seed. There are principles. Time will not permit me to go through all of them. So have something, a purpose in your mind. When you sow a purpose, you sow willingly. Because you know why you are sowing. Then that one, nobody's forcing you. Nobody's forcing you. Hey, hey, if yes, yeah, you want to see some change, everybody pick an envelope. No, you must go beyond that. You yourself know that you are looking for a breakthrough in 2023. And, and also, change more, be come and sow. You must go beyond that. There are many Christians... If there's a program and nobody says I come and sow any seed, they never have any purpose in their heart to sow. Because maturity has not come. So every time you need a man of God to push you there, I must now rise beyond that. So rise up beyond that. Rise up beyond that. 2023, I want to see this, that, that. And so you take your seed for them. Pa, pa, pa. You name the seed. You name the seed. The purpose you have in mind, the purpose, Second Corinthians nine verse seven, the Bible says, "Every man according to as he purposed in his heart, there must be a purpose as he purposed in his heart." So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver, not with murmuring, but with excited expectation. Number two, what does it mean to name your seed? So with a specific harvest in mind. God is not intimidated by your figures. God, I need one million dollars. We are the ones who shake. God doesn't shake. Are you understanding me? Some of us didn't ask who are asking. As we are asking, we are shaking. God, God is not intimidated. Be specific. Most of the time when there's no specificity, there's no faith. Look at the story of Hannah. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 11. Hannah was Barren needed a child. And so she went before the Lord in prayer. And the Bible says in verse 11, And Hannah vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of your handmaid and remember me, and not forget thy handmaid, but will give unto me your 
handmaid a man child. What was she doing? She was naming a seed. A man child specific. Not that it would be a woman child is a sin or anything. But those days, according to Jewish culture, men, children bring a lot of honor to the mother. So she named the seed, said, Then I'll give him unto you all the days of his life, and there shall no razor be laid upon his head. Look at the verse number 20. Wherefore it came to pass that when the time was come after Hannah had conceived, she bore her what? Son. Her son. Did her, the name she gave, did it come to pass or not? I said, Did it come to pass or not? It came to pass because she named her seed. Name your seed. I said, Did it come to pass or not? Am I, am I giving somebody some keys over here? Name your seed. It means to sow in faith. Hoping for something. Hebrews 11.1 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What is the purpose of your giving? What is the purpose of the seed that you are sowing? It is called naming your seed. Glory to Jesus Christ. Look at Jacob. When God appeared to him in, uh, in Bethel. Genesis 28. The verse number 20. Now, and Jacob vowed about saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way, in this way, that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. So he, he now he's looking at the things, the benefits that God will give him, the blessings. What is he doing? He's naming his seed. He's naming his seed. He said, and will keep me in this way, and I will go give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. The next verse, please. The next verse. So that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And then verse number 10 says that, And this stone which I have set for a pillar, it shall be God's house, and of, and of all that thou shalt give me, I will give you a tenth of it. He named his seed. He named his seed. Clothes, food, raiment, and also to bring me back. Bring me back. Genesis 31 verse 13. By the, by, by the time you go through chapter 29, chapter 30, you realize that God had prospered him. He now was taken, had taken over the business empire in, 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 in Laban City. And now, in verse number 13, God appeared to him and said, I am the God of Bethel. Do you remember Bethel? Where, where was Bethel? Where God appeared to him, where he named his seed. I am the God of Bethel. Listen to me. The name you give to your seed is the name that God assumes when he's manifesting. Name your seed. He said, and where thou anointed the pillar, and where you vowed a vow unto me. Now arise. Listen. God was recording, taking a tape recorder. And he had recorded that the guy established a pillar and vowed a vow. This was not him talking out. God was reciting back to him. Listen, when we come to the house of God and we are sowing, God sees everything. Many of us, the reason why we are not seeing is because we are not serious. We think that, oh, agrobiana, excitement. No, it's a relationship with God. It's a relationship with God. And God quoted it back to him. And God did everything that he asked. He had more than clothes, more than raiment, and he brought him back to the land. He said, you vowed unto me, now arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. Is that not what he asked God? And he bring me back to the land. He named his seed. He named his seed. When you name your seed, you stand a chance of getting 100% results. 100% results. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Glory to Jesus Christ. Listen, you need to learn. Today, this is what God sent me to teach you. Name your seed. Name your seed. There is a lot of financial blessing that God is going to release in this year, 2023. Last two weeks, during the fasting, I was, I was just getting ready for service in the evening. 
and I was I was I was I was changing to my clothes for the evening service, and then the Spirit of God began to speak to me and told me that there's going to be the, the cost of living was going to start going up again. As at that time, the government was celebrating that they have reduced fuel prices and everything. Whenever the fuel price is reduced a bit, you see it everywhere, social media. <laughs> now the price started increasing. Nobody was putting it out there anymore. Now, have you realized that the cost of things have started going up again? Holy Ghost spoke to me. Something is going to happen in this country. And things are going to become even more terrible for people. But God is showing us how we are going to survive. And not only survive, not only survive, but to break, but to break through. Listen to me. No matter how hard economic challenges are, people are still building. Are they not building? You too, you must build. You don't live according to the economy. You live according to heaven. I say you live according to heaven. So connect yourself to heaven. That's why God is teaching us this thing. Name your seed. Name your seed. All the time, make sure you have a seed. Trust God for a seed. Sometimes come to church. You don't know what the preaching is going to be about, but have a seed ready. The Lord, if, if, if you call on me for a seed, I should have a seed ready. I learned that many years ago in the university when I heard about a certain gentleman who attends uh, one of these big churches and who they have taught a lot about as a student. Anytime he's going to, at that time, me and my offering was how much? This guy will go to church and have an offering with five cities extra. Five cities was a big money by that time. Somewhere in 2010 or so. Oh, no, no. 2007, thereabouts. And the guy will have five cities extra. That's, a, that's like that today's 50 Ghana or 100 Ghana or something. And we'll have it extra. Apart from his offering. Why? He's saying that he doesn't know when the Spirit will move him so that he has to go and sow a seed on the altar. I said, hey, spiritual brother. Nobody has ever told me that thing before. Now today I practice it. I, I, and I started practicing it little by little. I said I didn't even fully understand it. I, because as a student, when I was struggling, this guy was to see him nicely dressed, not in suit, not in a tie. And when I was told his background, he said, ah, it's not any different from mine. But the guy had learned certain principles, and the principles were working for him. The principle, there was a certain gentleman two years ago, uh, and family was so poor, he, he lived with his mother. But now he has started, as a student, he has started working, was not taking care of his mother. One day he came home and the mother said that the landlord had come to knock and saying that, no, the landlord was not even dealing with the mother anymore, was not dealing with him because my men who initiated him said, it was in Tali, if you don't get me the money, I have to throw you guys out. Like I had three cities left. He went to church and he named the city, Lord, I need your intervention for this rent to be paid. Had three cities, three Ghana cities, going to put it on the altar. Nobody knew his story. By the time he got to the house, uh, and the, the mother met him and said, Hey, Junior, uh, is, uh, Juniors get a lot of testimonies. Hallelujah. You won't believe what happened. Your uncle in so, 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 please, I just sent 1,500 Ghana cities, and we used to collect all our debts, all the bills. He named his seed, and there was a return. Name your seed. Hear me. I'm not here to do fundraising. We are not doing fundraising, but I'm here to help people who want to live by God's principles, who let this to become alive. Never let anybody twist your hand into sowing any seed. 
Even if it's me and you think that I'm twisting your hand, don't give. It doesn't work. That those things don't work. Say, man, hey, come, 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 come in. You have to sow this thing. No, 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 no. If you don't sow this, no, no, no. Hey, ube woo, ube woo. No. Any seed that is sown under compulsion, mother, ube woo, mejina na me. Yes. Celebrate you. Clap for it. <laughs> Glory to you. Don't let anybody twist your hand. Say, not gradually. God loves a cheerful giver. So learn to be cheerful in your giving. Learn to know that you live by your giving. It's not your hard work or your wisdom. No, 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 no. We live by our giving. There's a blessing that comes from giving. I'll keep preaching and preaching this thing. Because that's worked for me. That's worked for me. And I do it for myself and I do it for the church. And this morning, I was just thinking and calculating certain things. I see that I want to go and sow for the church. For the church. Any church that doesn't sow seed, they have only inlets, they don't have outlets. The fishes will die. The fishes will die. Are, are, are we together? Are we together? Listen, this year, don't do your business the way you have been doing it every other time. Can I tell you something that the Holy Ghost is telling me? Many people who have sure banker investment opportunities this year, but they will fail. Investments that used to be working in previous years, businesses that were getting profits in previous years, there are people who are going to put in money this year and the business will collapse through. And I'm not saying it to scare you up. I just heard the Lord speaking to me. I heard it in my right ear. I saw a vision in this direction. But I don't know who has the plan of any investment around this area. But I turned over there. The vision came to me and I heard it in my right ear. And the business will fail because the systems have been wired now you need God's intervention. You need God's intervention. That's why God is teaching us these things. Never embark on any project without sowing a seed first. And when you sow the seed, listen to God's voice. I'm not here to, I didn't, I didn't come here today. I didn't even know I was going to say this thing today. I'm, I'm operating by the Spirit right now. Hear me. Have I told you things and they have come to pass? Have I told you? This is another one of them. Many people are going to cry. They say, I see people weeping. And why are they crying? They are saying, I have lost my money. I have lost my money. I have lost my money. How, they, why did somebody steal from me? Say, nobody stole from me. I just lost it myself. This is what I'm hearing them saying. They are asking them, who stole it? Say, nobody stole it. I used it and the money is lost. And the money is lost. God is going to deliver every member of this church from this affliction. You will not lose money this year. I declare you will not lose money this year. I declare you will add the increase this year. You are going to see abundance. How many of you have started seeing financial blessings coming to you this year? How many of you have started seeing it? Come on, give me a wave. Give me a wave. Listen, it has started. It has started. When one from my church this morning was just telling amazing testimony, free money. Free money. God released free money for him. Free money. See, that's why now when he comes to us, you can see that now when Joseph comes, the way he sits, you can see the big man. That's what he's talking about. He has started enjoying those blessings. Listen, this year, anything that is after your finances, anything that is going to threaten your finances, it is failing right now. I say, it is failing right now. I say, it is failing right now. I say, it is failing right now. 
any devourer that is being released into the system. Today I stand as a servant of God and I rebuke that devourer. I said I rebuke that devourer. Anything that is coming after your investment, anything that is coming after your money, anything that is coming after your resources, may they catch fire. I said may they catch fire. I said may they catch fire. And you shall be like that biblical man who the Bible said that when men are cast down, you shall say there's a lifting up. When men are giving up, that is when you will be building. When men are collapsing, business are collapsing. That is when your business will be making profit. Even when losses take place, you will not feel the losses. I said you will not feel the losses. I said you will not feel the losses. The God of supply, the God of increase is going to increase you. Receive increase now. I said receive increase now. I said receive increase now. This year I hear the Lord saying it's going to be a year of financial increase. Indeed, it is a year that will lack nothing. It is a year that you eat bread without scarcity. It is a year that you reap the abundance of the Gentiles. I see wealth transfer. I see wealth transfer. I see God. I do shatter the tire. Releasing grace for your progression. I see grace being released right now. I see hard grounds that are being broken up right now. I see interest coming. I see interest coming. I hear the Lord saying, prophesy. And I tell Lord, what shall I prophesy? It's a prophesy abundance. Prophesy increase. Prophesy progress. Prophesy advancement. And so I prophesy according to the word of the Lord. In this year 2023, in the midst of the struggles, you shall be in the midst of it. I shall not touch you. A thousand shall fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. That shall not come near you. It shall not come near you. Only with your eyes will you behold the reward of the wicked. All the wicked shall not stand in the judgment of the righteous. You are the righteous, see the Lord. And so in this year, when people are stagnant, you are going to see progress. When people are stagnant, you are going to see increase. I see the heavens open. I see the heavens open. I see the heavens open. And I see the windows of heaven opening up. I see the windows of heaven opening up. I yabara kakusataya. Hey, yabara The altar is speaking. Why am I crying onto this altar right now? Because I saw a mouth giving to the altar. And the altar began to speak. The altar began to speak. The altar began to speak. That before I be rebuked, that this favor ah, that you have been suffering is coming to an end. I see a canopy of victory, a canopy of glory, a canopy of victory, a canopy of glory. And I hear the Lord saying, What you have not been able to do because you are not financially able, this year you will do it. This year you will do it. This year, you will do it. A season of supply has started. What am I seeing? I see a fountain open. I see a fountain open. It's a fountain of supply. It's a fountain of supply. Somebody begin to receive that supply. Begin to receive that supply. Somebody just said, Lord, what about my business? 
You just thought about your business right now. Your business is into your mind. The Lord said, I am remembering your business. I am remembering an individual. I am remembering your business. I am remembering an individual. Rabashatalabaya. Lift up your hands. Pray in the spirit, everybody. Pray in the spirit, everybody. Rabon Shadakataya.